0: Hey John, you there? And hey man, what's up? Not much. You? Uh,
1: you know, you know all the the fun stuff. Um, back in up in the NYC after my Indian adventure and all that other really fun stuff.
0: All right, you went to India.
1: I did. Um, yeah, I wrote a, I wrote a whole blog about it, uh, so I'm not sure if you read it, but. Um, Tim also wrote a blog post. So here's the gist: I went to India with Tim Ferriss. Um, Joel Marion bought a thousand copies of Tim Ferriss' book, The Four Hour Body, or as we say in Spanish, El Cuatro Hour Body. And, uh, that's not how you say that. I don't think. Um, but uh, so we say it in Spanish. Joel, yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't. I don't speak El Spanish. Um, so as as a reward for buying a thousand copies, Joel was invited to go on this trip to India with Tim but with Joel Marion's little baby marions um and all the other travel and you know they're closing on the new house he couldn't go. So he ate the trip to me. Um and so I went to India with Tim Ferriss, Um because I, oh, I helped food. him with a number of other things. food is good. Indian food is good. Um uh if you like spicy food. So I had to get things toned down a lot. Um because I'm not I'm not I don't dislike spicy food in, in the sense that I don't think it tastes good. I'm just like a little bitch, and like it's really, really, I don't like that it makes me uncomfortable. Um, so in, in a general sense, it was good, um, in a broad sense, but in some acute cases, not so good, including when Tim and his girlfriend Natasha um, ate some fish that wasn't good and landed them in an in Indian hospital for like four days. <laughs> so that was... Oh, that was really? unfortunate.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um
1: uh, so ten days, um, and uh, on your recommendation, and he spent half the time almost. Of- yeah, yeah. It What'd was insane. Like um, uh, on your recommendation, I think business class out there, um, which uh, you and I had yeah. spoken about. But I in some miles, and, and thank you for that recommendation because I don't think I could have made the thirteen hour flight followed by a five hour flight just to get there. Um, you know, in like economy, I'm just too wide. It wouldn't have been fun. But, um, wait, Erlon, did you collect? yeah Tim spent nearly half the trip in uh in in a near death kind of haze. It was bad. How come you didn't get that Tim and Natasha had a like a private dinner one night, you know, sort of like a little romantic thing, and they both had uh um, oh. fish that evening um so I think that it was just whatever specific food they were served at at that moment um so. You know, none, none of the rest of the group got sick because we were not exposed to that meal. So it was unfortunate for them. Uh, what airline did you fly? Yeah. I flew Qatar, um, which is uh, which was oh. really very nice. Um, yeah, good, yeah. really friendly people, awesome, you know, just overall really good experience. Uh, with the exception of my flight back, which, uh, unfortunately, um, I, I had like a 20-minute delay coming back from Calcutta. And so this 20-minute delay added, like, close to 10 hours to my trip um, because the connecting flight in Doha wound up not being able to let me on it, which is strange because it was a guitar flight from Calcutta to Doha and then a guitar flight from Doha to NYC. So, you know, in in a a single airline connecting flight, you would think that they would have, you know, sort of policies in place to allow for a 20-minute delay, but apparently not. So... Um, a 20-minute delay in Calcutta landed me in, in New York 10 hours later than I expected. But, alas, such are the, the trials and travails of frequent travelers you are obviously aware of.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I've had some storms where, like, one time on this uh, this flight back from, I think it was Houston, we were almost landing, like, literally 3,000 feet off the ground. And the guy pulled out of it, and because there was a thunderstorm that had just, was just like if we had been ten minutes earlier, we would have landed. And then we ended up having to fly an hour away, and we waited there, and then we came back probably two hours later. Oh, this was actually from Orange County. Okay. And then as soon, wow. almost in the same spot as where we pulled out before, we pulled up again because the landing gear wouldn't come down. So that one added a few hours. But and then uh, when I came back from Denmark this year. We ended up same airport or different airport, uh delayed because of a storm, so I know what it's like. But uh did you get enough meat in India?
1: Um I uh, you know, yes, because the, the second hotel we stayed at was a very western hotel. hmm So um the um, you know the, the menus were a lot more in line with uh, you know, I, I don't want to say American, but more um, Western European countries, so there's certainly a lot to eat um in in terms of um you know like selection for steaks and chops and things like that uh I had three fasting days while I was there um so days where I fasted all day and only had dinner um just to sort of balance out because I you know just it, the selection of food was such that I was sort of forced to eat a lot of carbs, and then also I was sort of on vacation in that sense. So, you know, a couple of days where I would, uh you know, I just opted to, you know, have like bigger desserts or any dessert, you know, so I, I was able to maintain my weight without a problem, but a lot of fasting while I was there, which is less difficult if you don't like the spiciness of the food that's being served, so anyone that's trying to get into intermittent fasting, my suggestion is go to a place where you don't like the food as much. What, what do they eat so, for breakfast in India? I, I, as far as I know, eggs. That's pretty much what I what I saw. Um, oh, tea okay. is huge. You know, tea and biscuits is huge because, the, you know, there's a, a tremendous British influence still. On, uh, sure. Again, I was only in Calcutta, so I can't really speak, and I'm sure um, I can put up a post. I'm sure you and I both have, like, a tremendous amount of... Uh, uh, you know, in terms of our readership from that part of the world. But, uh, you know, the hotels, they, you know, breakfast was eggs and toast and tea biscuits and all that stuff.
0: So you guys went to Calcutta and Calcutta only, and, and where is that in yes. India? Why did he go there and
1: what did you guys do? Good question. Uh, Calcutta is on, uh, like the southeastern part of the subcontinent. Um,
0: and I,
1: the reason why we went there, as far as I can determine, is because the company that set up the trip is called Samosource, and they are, they're either based there or they have an office there. I don't know if, it's that, if that's their only office in India. But we did go see their office and met a lot of the women who work for them, and you know, it's a really cool company who's employing these Indian women, uh, which is very nice. And the reason we were only in Calcutta, uh, was mostly due to Tim and Natasha's injury, uh, illness, rather. M- you know, we had planned oh, okay. on doing other, other things, yeah, in terms of like going to the Sundarbans region, which is like a mangrove type of safari area, but unfortunately that was precluded by the unfortunate illness. So we wound up just staying in Calcutta the whole time. So, were, were I to go back to India, which is entirely possible, I would, uh, I'd like to see you know, uh, stuff more like Mumbai or, or more particularly Delhi. Okay. All right. Cool, man. Um,
0: so you didn't do any training in India?
1: I did. No, all bodyweight stuff. Um, actually, you know, the second hotel that we stayed at uh, had a, a, a pretty well-equipped gym uh, by Hotel Gym standards. It had a barbell with weights uh, going up to 125 pounds. You know, so it had, uh, you know, had a... um it was a 45 pound barbell. 45 uh, pound dumbbells? No, 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 no. Uh, a, a single barbell, 45 pound a barbell. It had two 25 pound yeah. weights, uh, two 10 pound oh, weights, okay. and two 5 pound weights to load the barbell with. So oh. all told, 125. So I was able to do some. Um, I did some high rep push presses, and then some slower overhead presses, and um, uh, I did some single leg deadlifts, and um, the, I did I did uh, a, a couple of sets of 20 reps, stiff-legged deadlifts for. Uh, actually, probably the following day. Um, but they had actually they had a really really nice uh, life fitness lying leg curl, and I hadn't done lying leg curls in a while since I don't like really train like bodybuilder for a while. So I, I did that one day, and I was sore for like three days after. It was it was so interesting, even though I wasn't using heavy weight, and you know dumbbells up to sixty pounds. So for a hotel gym, really very well stocked. And so that was the last oh, four or five days of the trip. So yeah, I was I was able to. Train.
0: Okay, cool. And then
1: uh, what what kind of training have you been doing since you got back? Um since I got back, I'm getting back into uh what I was doing, you know, again I work with a buddy of mine who uh, as he's, as his client, he's my trainer Matt McGorry. So we've been um starting to build more uh explosivity um as we're sort of writing uh a new superhero workout. So um you know you remember that we released the superhero workout back in July and now we're working on one that's more metabolic in nature and we're calling it superhero fat loss. So we're in the, um, the end of creating all the workouts for that. So we've been testing those. Um, and then in addition to that, um, I've just been sort of really enjoying um, stuff that won't be in that workout in particular, but stuff that I'm really enjoying like the the prowler pushes and sled pulls and all that fun stuff. So I'm going to be doing that until, I want to say Monday the 17th, um, starting something that's going to be more um, more mass-oriented, strength-oriented, and just going to try and put on, uh, you know, some some size in my lower body and uh, a little bit, you know, just, just a little bit more uh, training with heavier weights than I've been doing. Cool. And uh, so are you still uh,
0: training that famous guy?
1: Mr. Gary B. Yeah, yeah. Trained him this morning at 6 a.m. <laughs> so it's going pretty well. Uh, Gary's doing great. Actually, this is really cool. Uh, so when I was walking, going through the assessments, uh, the assessment stuff with Gary. You know, we we sort of did uh, an assessment and a, a practice session, and then the second one we did was like assessing some other stuff. So one of the exercises in that assessment was like a, a barbell bench press, and um, you know, he'd never he hadn't done the exercise in a number of years, so. Uh, I think we started with 85 pounds and he was able to get like three or four shaky reps. Um so today we actually did, uh, we did multiple sets on the barbell bench press in addition to everything else that we were doing. So today Gary did 20 total pull-ups with his highest one being six reps and, uh, his lowest set being Wait, what? You did it high? You said, he- hey, hey, you just he said did, he did so 20 total pull-ups. So he did 20 total pull-ups, um total throughout the... Oh, okay. Uh, the, the- and then he did, um, 155-ton bench press for five reps. And, uh, he, yeah, he did a, a 15-rep bench press with 115. So we kind of went up and down. We did some wave loading. So the first set was, uh, was heavy with, um, 145, and he got six reps. Then we went light. And, uh, you know, the lightest we went was 115 for 15 reps. And then we went heavy again towards the end because he kind of wanted to max out. So we got 155 for, for, uh, three reps. And he also did 20 pull-ups total, split into small sets. And um, so he got his highest was six, and his lowest was three. So he's uh, he's making a lot of progress. He's getting very strong. He's lost quite a bit of weight. Feels better um, overall. So yeah, he's doing real well. Cool man.
0: Um, all yeah. right, man. So Mexico
1: and Vegas we got coming up. What do you think of that? <laughs> um, so here's the thing with that. Uh, I'm still going, but. Um, I don't know if you've been following my book face at all. Uh so there's this company called about.me and they're a startup that's trying to sort of um be like a, a sort of digital resume that anyone can look at. So for example, mine is about.me slash John Romanello. And you know, it just has like a basic about page that if you Google me might be one of the first things that comes up as as these people uh, as this company gets bigger. So about me had a uh, a contest to become the new face of About.me, and um, because I have, thankfully, a very awesome, very responsive readership, I got a lot of votes, and I'm, you know, one of the, I I think it's like top ten people. Um, So I'm going to Mexico this Saturday, but I'm flying back here Monday to meet with About.me and, you know, have their little networking thing, because they are putting my profile, my face on a billboard here in Times Square in Manhattan. So I will only be with you very briefly in Mexico, and then That's I'm going to come scary. here and, and do the about-me thing, and then um, I will meet you in Vegas. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited for Mexico. I think it will be fun for the limited time that I'm there. But, of course, I am more excited for the Vegas. Yeah. I would like. Yeah. So when are you going to go down to Vegas? Uh, the 12th. Yeah. Um, I, I had a flight. I was actually booked on your flight. Um, which huh. was initially leaving Cancun and then going to Houston. So basically what I did is I just got a flight out from New York um, that is landing right around the same time that your flight is landing. So we'll, we'll get there within 45 minutes of each other so we no delays. Where, in Vegas?
0: Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Hey, you'll be happy to know that I bought all of the Spartacus uh, first season. I haven't watched it yet, oh, but I-, I bought it before.
1: Oh Perfect. yeah, I'm really excited to to see your uh your opinions of it. Unfortunately the actor who played Spartacus passed away. Um I know, he had, I heard uh, that. Mahajin's Mahajin's Mahajin. Mahajin. They found another actor, but uh yeah, it's pretty pretty terrible. And then obviously yesterday, um, the great and wonderful Steve Jobs passed away, another unfortunate tragedy. Yeah. But, uh, it is. Sad to hear that. But um you will enjoy Spartacus as we continue to enjoy our our Apple products and uh and the the contributions people. Avoid. They they will
0: so, live on. That is true. Yes. Uh yes. so, so we there. will do some working outs and eatings and mm-hmm. anything yeah. anything you want to do in Vegas that uh would
1: well, be I'm I'm really looking forward to interest? meeting um but I, I'd really like to see who's gonna show up for the the Las Vegas project. I'm really curious i um, I've really gotten a lot out of meeting um you know, some up and comers in the past, uh, you know, from, from guys that I've met at Tim Ferriss event and the last time in Vegas and, and keeping in touch with people from your mastermind that really, really like, it's a thing, you know, like people who are like taking the next steps and, and putting in the effort to, like, take their businesses to the next level. I'm really looking forward to that. And then, um, you know, with regard to the more Vegas stuff, uh, I'm really looking forward to playing some poker. I haven't gotten play in a while and, uh, you know, just looking for you know solid eight to ten hours at the at a high limit table. Hopefully do well and just kind of you know hang out and make the monies.
0: Are you are you going to go to the Aria for that?
1: Um, yeah, I'll, I will. I'll have to I'll have to feel it out. Um, the Aria was uh, it, they do have the highest limit games in town, um, but they didn't seem to have a lot of tables going. Uh, whereas the board i'd uh, rather the Bellagio. Seems to have more tables uh, in in the range that I like to play at, so <laughs> we'll have to see kind of where where the action is. they're right next to each other, so I'll stop by both and sort of scope it out. But you want either to, uh, way, you want
0: to go to the old Vegas? I've never been to Old Vegas. We should go down uh, to Old Vegas.
1: What? Yeah. What? What, what do they got there?
0: I mean, old. I don't know, but Tony Shea is always like hyping up Old Vegas because that's where he lives. I think.
1: All right, yeah, let's go. Let's go to Old Vegas. I have, I have no idea what I mean, Old Vegas or
0: even just, like, downtown real Vegas. I'm not even sure they might be similar.
1: So uh, these are, like, it's the old... just an adventure. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, no, I
0: think I'm Old like, Vegas means, like, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. But, I mean, we'll just do something, like, not strippy. Okay. Yeah, that's
1: fine. Yeah, I'm happy to do it. Go and check out some of the, the casinos that people used to go to before... <laughs> before Wynn uh, moved in and started building just mansions of of glass and metal. so Yeah. Back from okay Vegas too. had a I'm sorry? Which are okay Which too. Are okay, yeah, they're pretty awesome. It's hard not to like Vegas. Yeah. And then we'll do some other more Vegasy stuff like eat of the beef and yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And then we'll go to the paint Taco. Get, yeah. So, what is the Pink Taco? I, Joel, Joel kind of described it to me, but it really sounded like he was kind of just trying to screw with me. So, it, it, it is a re- it's a real restaurant. It's not just like a euphemism for genitalia that doesn't exist.
0: No, it's it's just uh, it's a Mexican restaurant called the Pink Taco in Hard Rock.
1: Very clever, Vegas. Well done. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll go to the Pink Taco then. So we are we are and in Vegas. I don't know. So, where I can- I-
0: I can't imagine the gym's going to be good at the Hard
1: Rock. I have a feeling it might not be. Now, where do you you normally stay at uh, the one that has a... Which one is that? Well, Monte
0: Carlo has a good gym.
1: Monte Carlo.
0: But but Monte Carlo's not the greatest. So, uh, (laughs) Palazzo and Venetian have a good gym. But, I don't know, maybe we'll we'll just go to Gold's or something. I like Gold's. Yeah, I... I haven't been to to the one there,
1: yeah. No, I've I have i have never been there. There's like tons of great gyms in Vegas and if we if we really want to go on an adventure and get punched in the face. Uh I've got a few people in my um in my network who train at some of the MMA facilities in Vegas. Uh so if we wanna you know, go and maybe Those those guys do it do an M work out too hard for me. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's not even the working out, it's the punching each other in the face that I'm not really not really okay with you. T- I know that that surprises a lot of people. People look at me and they're like, "That Roman." I suspect he likes getting punched in the face. Well, you're wrong, sir. I don't. I do not like getting punched in the face. Not even a little. Um, this is well. You can't afford to money. You can't, you can't afford to get punched in the face. No, I really can't. No, this is, that's it. That's all I got. You know, then I then I'll have to develop a personality, which you know, that sounds like a lot of. Work. Well, I mean, that's not good for a billboard, you know. Yes, that as well. <laughs> it's not. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that wouldn't work. But, yeah, no, I've never been to, to any of the gyms in Vegas, so we can do that. Um, yeah, the, the gym in the, the uh, Bellagio is, is not great. So we'll have to. We'll have to no, it's not.
0: The Aria Hotel yeah. is really nice, and the gym is really nice and new, but it's not uh, great shakes either for real training. Sure. Yeah. You no.
1: Know, um it's probably got Smith machines instead of uh, squat racks, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I mean it's got a vortex or whatever, but I think all the machines are plated in gold, which makes it kind of awkward too. So that is. Or I'm just very remembering. Wow. <laughs> uh So I, I'd imagine on your trip to India that you
1: read some books. I did. Um, so I what you reread. Read um i re while I was okay, so I went to um I went to Tim Ferris's uh kimono event, and while there I met Neil Strauss, who is the author of a number of books, including the game, which is subtitled Penetrating the uh, Secret Society of Pick up Artists. So I had never read the game, but everyone speaks so highly of it um so I picked that up and I read that, and it's very, very cool. I really enjoyed the game learned a lot about, like, pick-up artist stuff. It really sort of confirmed why a lot of the stuff that I I had always uh, done in my interactions with women was successful and, you know, kind of gave me a um, sort of a a why to my how, which I thought was cool. Uh, the thing that I really liked about the game is I think that in terms of its structure, I would really like to write a book in that way because it's really – it's one story um, – you know, that is sort of told, um, by the narrator, by Neil in, in a sort of, the the structure is interesting because it's a number of shorter stories, shorter vignettes with each one sort of like teaching a small lesson. And at the end of the book, you know, all of these little lessons and you've heard this one story, but you've learned them by having a number of other things sort of having come out individually. So I really liked the way that it was structured. And I think it would be interesting to perhaps write a fitness book in that way. Um, and along those lines, in terms of structure, uh, structure is very interesting for me right now because I'm, I'm currently uh, in the, the later stages of putting together my book proposal. Um, so I read um, Mythic Str Or rather, it's called The Writer's Journey, Mythic Structure for Writers. Uh, and I'm blanking on the author right now. Um, what What is his name? Um writer's journey, trying to think. So, um, oh, Christopher Vogler. All right, so you know that one of my favorite books of all time is uh, Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell, and it talks about the monomyth and how essentially all great stories are the same story that are, you know, that sort of are a retelling of the hero's journey, and it, you know, starts with all these different phases from the call to adventure to refusing the call to all the way to going on the grand adventure and then reintegrating back into your life. And This is something that you see in everything from Lord of the Rings to Star Wars to, you know, to everything. And um, and that's one of my favorite books. I actually wrote my thesis on it in college. And so the writer's journey sort of talks about um, how to structure stories and how, to, you know, how your own journey as a writer can be very similar to the hero's journey, but also how to structure storytelling in a way that... Um, is that very naturally follows the hero's journey. And so, you know, for either your story or your characters, uh, it'll give the reader a sort of mythic experience and really interesting stuff. So I I read that, and I would highly recommend uh, both of those books because what's really interesting is I read the game first and then, you know, sort of read, uh, you know, like it's interesting because the, the hero's journey, you know, that mythic structure, even in a book about becoming a pickup artist, it's there. In the, it's in the book. You know, you can follow Neil's journey through all these different phases of the hero's journey, and uh, it was so interesting that I had just read it and it was fresh in my mind, and now I'm reading the writer's journey, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm sort of seeing what Neil Strauss, the author, did in terms of telling his story about Neil Strauss, the character, and how that structure is there. So it was a, it was a really interesting um, combination, and, and you know, even though there's you know, those books are not. Uh, analogous in any real way, uh, there was there was a lot of uh, crossover there, and I really en- enjoyed the one-two punch of that.
0: Oh, okay. And so, what's next? What do you got next?
1: The next uh, next book I'm reading. Um, yeah. I was given a copy of Michael Ellsberg's *The Education of Millionaires*. And uh, so Ellsberg is a guy who um, I also met at Tim Ferriss's thing, and, and he lives here in New York, so I've met him a number of times. Mike is a really good guy, uh, really, really smart. He wrote a book on eye contact, the power of eye contact, and wrote a blog post for Tim about it, really interesting stuff. So um, his new book, The Education of Millionaires, he interviews everyone from Facebook co-founder Dustin Moskovitz to Sean Parker, to, you know, all of these other people who have made their millions and all these, like, high-level entrepreneurs who haven't necessarily taken a conventional path from, you know, go to school, graduate, you know. So it's sort of, you know, the the stuff that, like, Tim Ferriss talks about, um, you know, and and what we always tell people, how you don't necessarily need to follow a conventional path to success. And he just interviews some of the highest-level people and, has this book that will hopefully hit the mainstream and take the message that people like yourself who teach entrepreneurs to make money or pe- teach people to become entrepreneurs and sort of, you know, put it out there in a very mainstream way with these very high level people, these household names. So, you know, really cool. So I'm looking forward to reading that. All
0: right. Good, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, then I will see you in a couple of days down in
1: uh, Mexico. Absolutely, I will see you there. We will, uh, we will see Mr. Marion and make fun of his highlights and, you know, thank him for setting up a nice trip for us. And, uh, we'll hang out and then we'll, we'll head off to the Vegas.
0: Good stuff, man. Sounds
1: great. Alright, now it's great to talk to you and, uh, I will see you on Saturday. Okay, see you, man. Alright, take care. Bye bye. Bye.